Hello, Unchained family. This is Faith Unchained, where we teach you how to break the chains that bind you. With these protests well over the 100-day mark now, what is it they have accomplished? Just in Minneapolis, the city that sparked all these protests with the George Floyd murder, there has been 1,500 heavily damaged buildings, 150 set to fire and dozens burned down, and half of a billion dollars in estimated damages. In Portland, there's been $23 million in damages, 550 arrests, and of the 550 arrests, 133 are classified as felony referrals. 350 of those are violations with no bodily harm and simple misdemeanors, and 33 officers have been hurt. This is just in two cities and not even counting the rest of the United States. But with these states, what has actually changed regarding race? BLM has this wickedly depraved worldview that change can come about by repaying evil with more evil or putting out fire with more fire. In Chicago, during early August, a BLM organizer said that looting was reparations and said that being called criminal is racism. Back in late June, another BLM leader said that if change doesn't happen, then we will, quote, burn down the system. Then they have the nerve to wonder why they aren't being heard when violence only begets more violence. And as Jesus quotes in Matthew 26, 52, when you live by the sword, you die by it. Someone might come along watching this video in support of BLM and claim it's all been peaceful. But that depends on who you ask, because what's being seen is BLM protesters mobbing a woman because she refused to raise her fists in support of their movement, or the RNC attendees being attacked by BLM peaceful protesters and threatening to mess up RNC committee man Chris Ager and his wife. These are just the these aren't just the only stories that we've seen from the whole year, but these are just two of the most recent ones that I want to mention. See, your message tends to fall on deaf ears when you try to forcibly make people accept it, especially when they don't agree with you. To put it plainly, everyone needs to feel that they too have skin in the game when it comes to appealing to them. So it's hard to want to stand behind a movement that incites violence as a means to an end and terror to get what it wants. Even more so, I do feel the movement has not only lost its way, but has been overtaken by something else entirely. See, when we go to the source and look on the BLM website itself, they hold nothing back in telling us what they really stand for. Did you know they want to disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure of one man and one woman, as stated in Genesis 2.24. Did you know they want to foster a queer affirming network to break from heteronormative thinking or the belief that all are heterosexual? Did you know they want to dismantle patriarchal practices, affirm black women and force them from mis misogyny and sexism and dismantle cisgender privilege? When we take a deeper dive into what's being uncovered here, 
we find that disrupting the nuclear family is one of their endeavors that they want to see changed. It has shown that traditional family structure is the stablest and safest environment to raise children in as there's less physical, sexual, or emotional abuse. Stable marriages, neighborhoods, towns, and cities flourish as they are safer in regards to there being less violence in these areas. Most importantly, with fathers in the home, especially with black males, they are more likely to achieve upward economic mobility. However, we live in a generation where men are becoming more feminine and have no idea how to be a man as they don't even know what one looks like from example. Black families and communities that were once strong and stood united, looking out for and protecting one another are now in shambles and are playing into the narrative being spun by our political leaders and the media. Did you know that gangs like the Crips and the Bloods were originally formed to protect the black community from police harassment and were not originally gangbangers? Did you know that? Because racism was big back in the day. One of the racist things they did to break up the black community was the war on drugs. You don't believe me? All right, so let's take it from Nixon's former advisor, John Ehrlichman. He says, you want to know what this was really all about? The Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and black people. You understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it legal, illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did, end quote. Which many speculate why drugs was introduced into minority towns and communities to break up the family and to keep the fathers and men out of the home and in jails turning them from protecting the community to protecting themselves and their own selfish desires. See, this isn't the only problem, as we can also see feminist language like patriarchy, misogyny, and sexism, and feminist ideology appear in their statement. How is that relevant, you ask? Well, keeping that in mind, as we see Planned Parenthood parent pandering to Black Lives Matter, in support of their movement. Planned Parenthood president and CEO Melanie Linton states, quote, Planned Parenthood Gulf Coast acknowledges the pain, especially for the black community caused by the racist murders that occurred over the past few weeks. The senseless murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey and too many others are horrific and heartbreaking crimes. They should never have happened, period. We mourn their lost lives and futures. However, it isn't enough to mourn the individuals whose lives were cut short by racists. We must do more to fight the systemic racism that permeates every American institution, including Planned 
parenthood. They continue, racism permeates every structure in our society as our nation confronts the COVID-19 pandemic, which is disproportionately ravaging black communities. We must address the public health crisis that racism presents. Public health by definition is built on the principle of saving lives. There has been no greater threat to black lives than violence being inflicted at the hands of the state through the blatant violence inflicted by police and through centuries of policy that have systematically oppressed black people since before the founding of our country, end quote. However, this is very funny to me as BLM seeks to destroy everything with a racist history attached to it by, let's see, tearing down statues, doing away with the Confederate flag, or wiping racist individuals from history. Then my question to you is, why not do this with Planned Parenthood? But because people are so ignorant to history, facts, and evidence, they will just blindly go along with the deception and never realize they are being punked. See, Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger was a known racist and eugenist who aside from that was also tied to the KKK, advancing the controversial Negro project. That being, quote, the gradual suppression, elimination, and extinction of defective stocks, those human weeds which threatened the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization, end quote. In 1939, she wrote a letter to Dr. C.J. Gamble to hire a Negro physician and use spiritual leaders to implement their plans as other Blacks would place their trust in and identify with Negro physicians and spiritual leaders. Since 1973, 19 million Black babies have been aborted. See, the problem is, Black women only make up 13 to 14% of the total population, and they count for 36 to 38% of all abortions. So you think they've changed their ways since Margaret Sanger? Then tell me this, why is 79% of Planned Parenthood abortion facilities located within walking distance to minority communities? But BLM, right? We are living in a day and age full of racial tension and division. And this divide continues to grow on top of more hate and violence fueled by deception. In May, we had our tipping point with the death of George Floyd, giving rise to the protest and indignation felt by many around the world. But we were only shown a half truth. In August, we were shown the police body cam footage of the whole encounter thus giving us a totally different perspective than what we were shown previously, as we all fell for the trick. But the protest still continue to go on. They continue to still support not so model citizens like Jacob Blake. It's very clear that BLM has been hijacked and very clear that this movement is no longer about black lives or George Floyd. I know many so-called Christians who are in support of the BLM movement. However, are they right to support it? Many of you who are watching this video might want to listen and listen good because if you call yourself a Christian but condone all of this sin, you really need to hear this message. You are a Christian first and your race last. 
however many of you put yourselves before God and his word because you feel that you're a victim, that you are used and abused, that you are owed something and that the world hates you. You feel that because you feel this way, that the rioting, looting, murder, and destruction is a justified means to an end. If anyone should feel like a victim, it is Christ, in which we get the name Christian from, meaning follower of Christ. Many who call themselves Christians are the same ones who not only support the movement, but join in on the rioting, looting, and destruction. In Jesus' own hometown, he was rejected, as Luke 4.24 tells us. Acts 4.10 tells us his own people crucified him. John 12.37 tells us they did not believe him. Yet for you that spit on him, beat him, and said he was deserving of death, as stated by Mark 14.63 through 65, he who knew no sin became sin for you, that we might become righteousness as told by 2 Corinthians 5.21. It was by his humiliation, death, and resurrection, or by his wounds that you are healed. As Christians, Matthew 6.13-16 tells us we are called to be a salt and light to the world, being an example to all through our actions. John 13.35 tells us it is by our actions that people will know that we are followers of Christ when we walk daily in the spirit and not in the flesh, according to Galatians 5.16. Looking at 1 Corinthians 9.15, it tells us that if we claim to be Christian, then we should be living as one. And 1 Peter 2.12 reminds us that even though the world slanders us, they see our good deeds and glorify God. However, BLM support supporters and protesters, 1 John 4.20 states, though you claim to love God, you hate your brother, be it because of his different views, beliefs, or ideologies, that makes you a liar. You not only hate them, but kill them because of those differences. I'm sure many of you might scratch your head and wonder if what I'm saying has any relevance to what you do. But it does. In Matthew 25, 40, Jesus said, and the king will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. When you threaten your brothers and sisters, you threaten Christ. When you beat them, you've beaten Christ. When you kill them, you too have killed Christ. You are no different from those that spit upon humiliated, beat, and killed Christ by placing him up on the cross. However, in Luke 23, 34, he pleaded to the Father to forgive them, to forgive us. Scripture also makes it clear in Ephesians 4, 32, that we are also to be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving as God's forgiven us for Christ's sake. That is what it means to be a Christian first and your race last. As scripture tells us that we are to be imitators of God as his beloved children. Guys, that's it for today's video. As usual, if you like what you saw, then please leave any questions, comments, or suggestions about today's video or any future video that you want to see. And I'll do my best to get back to each and every one of you. And really quick question. 
Do you think that BLM is right for doing what they do? Or do you feel that they should put Christ first and their race last? If new, please subscribe and hit that notification bell beside that subscribe button so you don't miss a single video. Like this video as each like gets a scene by more viewers like yourself and share this video and our content with all your friends and family. And if you have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even an email, then you have the capability of sharing this content with everyone that you know. Guys, I say it all the time, we're blessed to go out to be blessings to other people. So that means this information isn't just for you, as God desires everyone to hear his message because he desires everyone be saved. Always remember, it's the truth that sets you free, but it's the lie that keeps you in chains. Guys, this is Faith Unchained, where we teach you how to break the chains that bind you. And until next time, I hope that each and every one of you take care.